this is Offhand with Stephen and Lydia. I'm Stephen. And I'm Lydia. And I'm Uncle Chris. Hi, Uncle Chris. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. We're glad you joined us today. Well, me too. Aren't we you glad, Puppet like Potsters, that he joined us today? You don't have to answer if you don't want to. We're Just always kidding. glad when you come. <laughs> ah, Puppet Potsters, today's podcast is a What's It All About? What's It All About? What's It All About? We should come up with like a theme song. What's it all about? No, it's, no, it's better than I was like, what's it all about? What's it all about? It's kind of fun. Oh, okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. We are up to the book of Song of Solomon. Yeah. And we thought that maybe, because it's a little hard to understand, I think. Yeah, we thought we'd have a grown-up come on. Uncle yeah. Chris, we you are one of our favorite grown-ups, oh, besides our parents, obviously. Well, I, I, you, you didn't actually read it, even, did you? Song no, song. no. I just know that I sometimes have a hard time with poetry, and I've heard that it is a poetry book. Okay. Well, yes, it is a book of poetry. It is one big, like, poem or group of poems, and it's, uh, well, it, it is really masterful poetry. Now, poetry takes a lot of different forms. The one that we usually think of today is things that rhyme. I can yeah. rhyme all the time. There's yeah, a I like Dr. Right Seuss books. Right. Those are kind of poetry. But not all poetry rhymes like that. Some is written in different ways. It's just, it's written differently. Now, this particular poem has come to be known as Song of Solomon because Solomon, King Solomon, who wrote uh, most of the Proverbs oh. and wrote Ecclesiastes. Right. And I know you right. guys just talked about those we did. recently. Yeah, we did. So it's he, like his grip of books. He kinda. wrote Song of Solomon. It used to be called and sometimes is still called the Song of Songs. Oh, but, I've seen whoa, that. I've seen that before. Yeah, and that's when, you, pretty high when you see a word repeated like that uh, in in Hebrew culture, it means it's the best of the best. Yeah. So Jesus is called the King of Kings, right. the Lord of Lords, oh, yeah. and that most special place in the temple was called the Holy, Holy of, of Holies. Holies. Yes. So this was the Song of Songs. Whoa. This is the one to end all songs. Now, a lot of people they don't really quite know what to do with the Song of Solomon because it doesn't sound like. Really, it doesn't sound like a lot of the rest of the Bible. And there's a couple really good reasons for that. It is a beautiful poem, and it's all about love. Oh, love. And it's not even just about love, like saying, well... I love God, or God loves me. Yeah, because that's a lot of that's what the Bible is about. That's right. Love. Or even we God should love, love one another. This really is about a, a lot of it is about mushy, Aww. gushy, romanticy <laughs> love. I know, Stephen, you're you're not really excited about no. that. No, and that's okay because you're only eight. Right. That's all right. This poem is a poem that goes back and forth. It's about a husband talking to his wife and she's talking back to him and when and when you have a husband and wife when you have a man and a woman who are married and they love each other they should be kind of gushy about it that's okay yeah it's a good thing and poetry is one way that well 
People all over the world for thousands of years have expressed their romantic feelings in poetry. Uh, Here's an example. This is a very popular piece of poetry uh, written in the 1800s by Lord Byron, who was a poet. Maybe you've heard these words. And it goes, She walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies, and all that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspect and her eyes, thus mellowed to that tender light which heaven to gaudy day denies. Whoa. Yeah, I know. What did I say, right? Yeah, I don't really know what you said. I think you think she's pretty. Well, you got it. You got it. And poetry is a way to express it in flowery language. Well, and it makes sense that it's called song because a lot of times people write love songs. Yes, yes. And when you are in love, now I know you guys don't know about this, and that's okay. And Puppet yeah. Podsters, if you are a kid, you do not have to, and you don't really know about this. This is this is grown-up, mushy-gushy stuff. I remember when I fell in love with my wife, I wrote a song, a poem. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. Some of the words were like this. Um, There's a star in my heart and it shines just for you and it's bright as the noonday sun. There's a song in my heart and it still lingers on long after the music is done. Now, Aww. That, yeah, What's it mean? Lydia, you're, you're already a little romantic. Yeah. What's it mean? <laughs> I'm now, a girl. obviously, I don't have a star inside my heart. That would hurt. <laughs> I was trying to express that, that bright, burning feeling of love when I fell in love with my wife. So, did she like your poem? Uh, she said she did. So What's we must believe mean? her. We must believe then that she, she did. Then she did. Yeah. Well, it so, kind of depends on how she said it. So Song of Solomon. But we won't go into that right now. Song of Solomon is full of this kind of language, flowery language, poetry language, all expressions of this husband, who is Solomon, to his wife, and how excited they were that they were going to be married, and then they get married, and how excited they are that they got married. And here's what it tells us, something very important, a couple things very important about God. Yeah. So why in the world is this there? What's it for? Well, there's a few reasons. One is that God loves marriage. Yeah. God designed so that a man and a woman could fall in love and they could marry each other and it would be something special that never happens anywhere else. Only two married people, a husband and wife, can experience all the types of love that God intends for that kind of relationship. You know, in the Greek language, and the New Testament of the Bible is written in Greek. So, in the Greek language, there are four different kinds of love talked about. And they Whoa, all have names. Cool. You may have heard of agape love. Oh, have you yeah. Heard that yeah, word? I've agape. heard that one. It means unconditional love or a love like God has. It's it's not based on what somebody else does. You love them unconditionally. That's agape no love. No matter what. And then there are a few others. There's phileo love. Have you ever heard of the city of Philadelphia? 
Yeah. Yeah, Philadelphia. And it's called the city of brotherly love because in the Greek, phileo means brotherly love. This is love like a best friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, It's love that you can have with family or best friends. It's that kind of caring. Like me and Lydia. Yeah. Best friends. Yes. Yep. Then there's a kind of love that's called storge in the Greek. It's a Greek word, and it's it usually is referencing the love between a parent and a child. In other words, it's the kind of love that cares and takes care of Oh, it takes somebody. caring it's of a, love. It's a taking care of love. And then there's one other kind. This kind isn't talked about in the Bible, but it is in Greek language. It's called eros. And I shouldn't say it's not talked about in the Bible. It's talked about. It just doesn't use that word. Eros love. And this is the smoochy, smoochy love. (laughs) Smoochy, smoochy. This is the excited butterflies in the tummy kind of love. Eros love. And here's the cool thing. And you can find it in Song of Solomon. All these types of love are talked about. And when you have a marriage between a man and a woman, the way God intended it to work is that all four kinds of love can be there. Wow, Obviously, that is special. Yes. you uh, 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 Two married people like me and my wife, we can have that smoochy, smoochy Eros love. And it's good and okay because my wife and I are married. And then we have the phileo love, the brotherly love, not because we're brothers, but because we're best friends. My wife is my best friend. You're like hanging out. Yeah. And then we kind of have the storge love, not because we're parent and child, which it's often used for, but because... No, you take care of each other. That's right. We take care of each other, and 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 we do the things that the other one likes and needs. And then the last one, of course, is agape love. And when two people, a man and a woman, are married before God, and they include him in that relationship, then he supplies them with that unconditional love. And it's that unconditional love that can keep those people together, even if sometimes they feel like they don't like each other very much. Uh Uh-oh, does that happen? Sometimes. Sometimes I might do something and it might upset my wife and I shouldn't have done it. And she Uh might not like me very much in that moment, but you know what? You have to say you're sorry. Sure I do. But my wife loves me unconditionally. It doesn't matter that I hurt her feelings. She's going to love me anyway. When a marriage works like it, like God intended it to, and sometimes these things break down and God doesn't like that. It's not how he designed it to be. But when it works the way he made it to work originally, you get all four kinds of that love. And you can see them all in Song of Solomon. Wow, that sounds like a pretty special book. It sure is. And one more thing it tells us about God. You know, the Bible is 66 books all in one book, right? Yeah, tons of books. And God knows that different people learn in different ways, and they relate in different ways. Some people really like history. Ugh. 
Yeah, I you don't like history so much. I Lydia. am not good at remembering things, so I have a hard time with history. But some people really get into history. Yeah, they and do. so God showed Himself and some of what He is like through books of history yeah. in the Bible, like Joshua and Judges. Those are books of history, and then some people really thrive on well, books of. Of music. They love music. Oh, yeah. And poetry. So you get books like Psalms and Song of Solomon. Some people thrive on stories. I love a good story. And the whole Bible is a storybook, but some of the books of the Bible are very much the telling of a story. Like Esther. Yeah. And and the Gospels, like Luke is, uh, or Acts, is very much a story or a narrative, we call it. Oh, yeah. There's all different kinds of books in the Bible, and they're all ways that God is reaching out, not just to one type of person, but to all types of people, showing them himself and his way to live in all these different ways so that anybody can understand how much he loves people and wants them to know him. That's really great. That's cool. I never really thought about it that way, but it makes sense. If God created us all those different ways, that he would make his Bible in such a way that it would make sense to all of our different types of people. Yes. Now, I have picked, because I know you haven't read Song of Solomon, and by no. the way, that that's okay that you haven't read it. Uh, it is kind of really meant for, well, it's meant for older people, not old people, but you know, <laughs> people that... Maybe married people or people who are thinking about getting married or, you know, are ready for romantic-y type things. Well, yeah. I'm not going to read it yet, then. <laughs> That's okay, Stephen. It'll be there. It'll still be there when you're ready to read it. But let me read just one little piece of it to you. Now, this is one of the most well-known um, verses in Song of Solomon. In fact, it's been set to music even in modern day. This is uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6, and it says, Set me as a seal upon your heart. Now, this is not like the animal seal. This is like a a stamp. Right. uh, A stamp, like like they used to do to close an envelope and keep it secure. They'd put their seal, like their signet ring, in some hot wax and close that envelope. So, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death. Jealousy is fierce as the grave. And it's talking about, I love you so much, I want to have your heart. I want to be the keeper of your heart. Nobody else gets it. Just me. That's so cool. I like that verse. You're you're doing all right there, Stephen. I'm hanging in there. You're hanging in there. That's all right. (laughs) I was not in the Song of Solomon when I was a young boy either. And that's okay. It wasn't, I wasn't ready for that yet. Okay. But I knew you guys were going through each book of the Bible. And I knew you were coming up on this one. We couldn't just skip over it. It's there. It's important. It's very important. God kept it as part of his word. There for a reason. You bet. So, there well, it is. Well, thanks That's so much for explaining it to us. You that was betcha. very helpful. So, there you go, Puppet Podsters. Song of Solomon. Read it when you're ready. That's right. And right <laughs> now, we're going to do some jokes. Yeah! 
All right, this is a little more your speed, Steven. All right, yeah. I'm all for jokes all the time. I love a good joke to give the funny bone a poke. Being that Max are riddles for grown-ups or kiddles. I love a good joke. All right, you go first, Lenny. What do you get when you cross a brown chicken with a brown cow? <laughs> I don't know what. What do you get? You get brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> Uh, that was hilarious, Lydia. I love a good joke. We'll laugh from here to Roanoke. Being that makes your riddles for grown-ups or kiddles. I love a good joke. Come on, Uncle Chris, you know you're going to be telling that one. <laughs> All right, why shouldn't you break up with a goalie? Oh, break up with a goalie? Yeah. Why shouldn't you? I don't know. She's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Keeper. Song of Stephen. That's right, yeah. That's She's the song of Stephen. That's right. Oh, that's funny. The joke song. The joke song. Song of Stephen. <laughs> that's not right. Of, not part of the Bible. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> All right, Puppet Podsters, if you want to email us, our email address is StephenLydiaSing at Yahoo.com. That's right. And you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Love that. And by the way, Puppet Podsters, sometimes you might have a question about the Bible. Maybe something that uh, that we talked about when I'm on here or that Stephen and Lydia talked about or question about the Bible. Now, Stephen and Lydia, you know some of the answers about the Bible. Yeah, some, yeah, of, some them. of them. And if we don't know, then we go ask someone that we know knows them. That's like right. you, Uncle Chris, or you like our moms and our dads. Mom and your dad, or you can ask old Uncle Chris, because I've studied the Bible, and I don't have all the answers, but I know some of the answers. And Puppet Podsters, if you have a question, you can ask one. Yeah, ask us, and we'll get the answer to you. That's However right. we have to do it. Yeah. Did you already do tweet? No, Twitter. I was just about ready to. Tweet, tweet. Yeah. We're on Twitter at Steve and Lydia. And we're on YouTube. We are. G H H I N C. And um And you can visit our website, yeah. G H H I N C dot O R G. That's right. And you can like our Facebook page. There's some stuff happening there sometimes. That's right. Check and it out. If you live in the area by our office on October 10th, we're having an open house, and it'd be cool if you could stop by and yeah. say hi. There's more information on the Facebook page as yes. well. Right. So check that out. Well, thank you for joining us again, Uncle Chris. You bet. And you, Puppet Podsters, we always love to have you. This has been Off Hand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Helping Hands. Thank you.